0: Church. Thank God for your life. If there's one thing, if there's one thing I can say about you, you are very focused, very determined, and very committed to the things that you do. And I celebrate you for your leadership and for your hard work. God bless you. God bless you. Let me celebrate you for standing by him and and being so passionate about about the work of God. The two of you have something very special. And I thank God for your lives. Amen. Let me thank the rules of Sharon for that wonderful ministry and sister jd for that song (laughs) are are you glad to be here let me introduce my two colleagues i came with i i have my publicist and my my media advisor the editor of the graphic business mr Yati, here with us thank you for coming god bless you so much and my assistant my publications assistant, Abednego at the back, thank you so much for being here. Let me give a big round of applause to the leadership of the, of the mighty men of valor, MVV. MMV, let's put our hands together for them. Thank you so much. Let's bow down to pray. Father, we thank you for the light of your presence in this place. Tonight, we enthrone you over this meeting and declare that you reign and you rule in this place. Let your word bring light. Let it bring life. Let it bring transformation. In the mighty name of Jesus, let somebody be cut loose from every limitation. Let barriers be broken. Let obstacles be removed. And let hindrances be eliminated. And let Christ alone be glorified. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm speaking tonight on the theme of building with wisdom. Building with wisdom. And... Under the general theme of building with wisdom, I want to narrow down on an aspect that relates to having mastery and flexibility. Tell somebody mastery. Tell the person flexibility. Mastery and flexibility to operate in different environments. You see, in the animal kingdom, when they say an animal is an amphibian, It means that it's able to survive both in land and water. And so inspired by that ability to survive both in land and water, my message for tonight is entitled the ambidextrous anointing. The ambidextrous anointing the ambidextrous anointing. Let's see it together. Now, if, if it's a new word for you, let's start with ambi. The ambi. 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 Dextrous. Dextrous. The ambidextrous anointing simply is about winning the battle on both sides. Somebody tonight will learn how to win the battle on your left hand side and win the battle on your right. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the word ambidextrous comes from two words, ambi and dexter. Ambi and dexter. Ambi simply means both. Both. And dexter means good or favorable. That means that both are good and both are favorable. You see, when you have true or false questions in an exam... When the answer is true and you choose false, you get zero. When the answer is false and you choose true, you get zero. When you get the right one, you get 100. But when you have an exam where whether you choose true or false, you get 100. It means that both are favorable. I'm talking tonight about both situations being favorable for you. And that is the ambidextrous anointing. Now, I want to I want to look at two foundational scriptures. The first one relates to building with wisdom, and the second one relates to fighting with wisdom. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter four, verse seventeen and verse eighteen. Nehemiah chapter four, verse seventeen says, "Those who built on the wall and those who carried." buildings loaded themselves. Somebody say loaded themselves. themselves. One more time. They loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand they held a weapon. Say ambidextrous. Every one of the builders had a sword girded at his side as he built and the one who sounded the trumpet was with me. Let's go to 1st Chronicles chapter 12 verse 1 and verse 2. 1st Chronicles chapter 12 verse 1 and verse 2. It says, "Now these were the men who came to David at Ziklag while he was still a fugitive from Saul the son of Kish." And they were among the mighty men, helpers in the war, armed with bows and arrows. And if the Bible is yours, underline the next series of words. It says, using both the right hand and the left. Somebody say ambidextrous. Yes. Using both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows with the bow, And they were of Benjamin Saul's brethren. Let's start with Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah is a story of the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem that were broken down and bent. You know that story. Wonderful. Now the effort was led by a man called Nehemiah who was a captive and a cupbearer in the courts of the king of Persia. So Bible says he first sought favor with God in fasting and prayer for several days and got permission from the king to go and rebuild the wall. But there were enemies like Sambalat and Tobiah and Geshem and the Arabs and the Ammonites who were determined to stop him. Nehemiah and the people therefore spent a lot of time praying. But notably, as they built, the Bible says they loaded themselves and used both weapons, one for construction. They used both hands, one for construction and the other to hold a weapon. Now, this significant act has implications for us tonight. As we talk about building with wisdom, now in the case of First Chronicles 12, Bible catalogs the roll call of men who came to David while he was not yet fully king of Israel and was hiding in a cave at Ziklag, and Bible says different categories of fighters gathered around him, and Bible listed their military credentials. If it was today, you will say that David had four star generals, he had ballistics experts, he had marines, bomber pilots. You just list them. He even had special forces. Bible says some of the men of the tribe of God, in verse 8, they said they had faces of lions, and they were as swift as gazelles on the mountain. Imagine somebody with the face of a lion. And as fast as a deer chasing you, it's not easy. Tell somebody it's not easy. Those were the special forces. But the roll call described a group of men who were ambidextrous from the tribe of Benjamin. Bible says they fought with both the left and the right hand. Why is this concept of being ambidextrous important? In order to enter your promised land in life, you need an ambidextrous anointing. Like the men around Nehemiah and like the Benjaminites, you need to fight with both hands equally well. Now, what do these two hands represent in the context of our work with God and our faith? Let me start with the right hand. It is estimated that 85 to 90% of us are right-handed. How many right-handed people are in this place? Right-handed, let me see. Right. 85 to 90% of us, 9 out of 10, are naturally right-handed. Our right hand is often the stronger of the two. We use the right hand for important things like eating, greeting, (laughs) signing your check, Waving at people. Yes. In fact, culturally, there are some gestures, if you make them with your left hand, it is an offense. Several years ago, traveling ar- across the country on our springboard road show, we went to have a rural uh, developmental engagement with the mining town of New Abrim. And we had been there the year before to do some educational outreach, and it was very good. So we went back the next year as a follow-up, and the whole town gathered together with the chief but just before we engaged with them the senior linguist called me and said chief last year when you came it was very good but you see you eh, when you are talking you hold the microphone with your right hand so because of that any sign that you do you do it with your left hand and here you see you can't point at Nana with your left hand so even though what you are saying is very good you must learn to hold the microphone in your left so that you gesture with your right at least while you are here <laughs> but I see that the tenor, you have done it ah, so it has become a part of you so you know what I'll do I will sit next to Nana if you are talking uh, and the mic goes to your right hand, I will just do this. <laughs> Tell somebody I hear you. <laughs> so the Ochiame sat next to the nana and true to his word, you see, I have learned to hold the microphone with my left. So any, with my right. So time the microphone went to my right, he would just do this and I moved the microphone to my left. <laughs> and I continue talking and everything is fine. You can say I will not mind him and I take my liberty but the wisdom you are bringing will be blocked by a cultural barrier and your wisdom will not be heard. So the right hand represents respect. It is a hand that is normally associated with honor and respect. How does that fit within our Christian context? I want to submit to you, my friends, seven blessings of the right hand. The right hand is mentioned 166 times in the scriptures. Symbolic of rulership, authority, sovereignty, blessing, strength, significance. Rulership, authority, sovereignty, blessing, strength, significance. It's the hand of covenant fellowship or relationship. That's why they say somebody is my right-hand man. That means that the person is a very, is an inner core person. Wow. Wow. How, have you heard somebody say this is my left-hand man before? No, 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 no. <laughs> a right-hand man or a right-hand woman, it means that they are close. There's covenant. And so, how does that translate in our work with God? The right hand represents, number one, divine help. Divine help. The right hand connotes the place of God's divine help in Isaiah 41 verse 10. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous or victorious right hand. Senior president, please come. Mr. President, mighty man of valor, you are a powerful man. Please come. Listen, stand here, stand here. You are trying to ascend in life. You are making effort, but there are barriers and there are constraints. And you are standing down there wondering whether you will make it to the top where you belong. And God stands at the top and says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you, uphold you with my victorious right hand. He stretches out his right hand and holds your right hand and lifts you up from the place where you are to the place where you deserve to be. The right hand is a hand of divine help. I came tonight with an an announcement to somebody. God will hold you by his mighty right hand and he will lift you up. You may feel weak. You may feel inhabited. You may feel constrained. There may be limitations all around you. He says, fear not. Be not dismayed. I am your God, I will strengthen you I will strengthen you, some things you will do by your own strength you can't do them, some things you will dream about, you don't even have the right to dream because they are so big, but God will strengthen you and he will help you and he will uphold you, he will uphold you, he will uphold you by his mighty right hand Amen. hallelujah, Amen. Somebody's about to experience and lifting, upholding means, come on pastor Prince Upholding is two words. Hold up. So when God says he will uphold you, it means that he will hold your hand and he will hold you upwards. Somebody is rising tonight. Somebody is rising tonight. Hallelujah. The right hand is a hand of divine help. The second thing is a hand of divine warfare. Listen, not every battle you fight will be fought with your strength and with your effort. There are battles that the effort that God throws into the battle is more than the equity that you bring let me tell you something Bible says in the book of Joshua chapter 10 that the Amorites came against Israel and God said Joshua don't worry this battle I will fight it for you and he was fighting the kings of the Amorites and they were trying to run and Bible said the angels of God they carried rocks and they threw it at the kings sometimes the weapons that you have are not mighty enough to accomplish the victory that God wants to bring you, so you are fighting with your small, small weapons, and the angels are throwing stones at the enemy, God will fight for you, and he will establish you, listen the things that come against you and try to contend with you eh, just relax fret not don't panic just relax Oh, thou shalt not fear for the terror that fly by night, or the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalketh in darkness, or the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand will fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not, it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the salary of the wicked Listen, they can gather and they can conspire they can have meetings without you and say things against you in those same meetings God will set confusion in those meetings hallelujah the right hand is the hand of divine warfare God will fight for you God is fighting for us pushing back the darkness, lighting up a kingdom that cannot be shaken. If you believe that in the name of Jesus, shout it out. Exodus 15 verse 6 says, Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. Those who choose to fight you are fighting your God the right hand is a hand of authority in Ephesians chapter 1 Bible talks about Christ being raised by God and seated at his right hand in heavenly places the right hand is a place of divine authority and the good news is that we are seated in him in that place It is a place of authority, a place of power, a place of dominion. Hallelujah. Number four, the right hand is a hand of promotion and divine blessing. In Genesis 48 verse 17, Jacob called for the children of Joseph and they brought Ephraim and they brought Manasseh. And they said, oh, Manasseh is senior. So put your right hand on Manasseh and your left hand on Ephraim. And Joseph said, Joseph said to Jacob that is the right order and Jacob said you don't understand there is a changing of the God in the realm of the spirit so by the natural order you are saying this one has more advantage this one is senior this one should be ahead but by divine order I cross my hand and the one that you say he has little the one that you say he is behind I put my right hand on him instead and the one that you think should naturally be ahead rather I put that one second I came to tell somebody, men may say you are behind. They may say somebody deserves it more than you. Somebody comes from a better family. Somebody has a nicer surname. Their village is on the map. Your village is not even on the Google Maps. They may say that you don't have a lot of equity. You don't have property. You don't have anything to boast about. In fact, when they came looking for a king in the house of David, they said, who are the possible kings? They say Eliab. He went to a good school. He's tall and he's good looking and he speaks very well. Someone said, That is not the one. And they say, Bring Abinadab. And they said, That one too is not the one. They say, Bring Shammah. And they called, One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, Seven. They say, Is there anyone? They said, No, it's finished. They say, Oh, is there no other son? They say, No, 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 no. It's finished. They say, ah, Oh, there's one B, but you won't like him. He's not the kind of person who can be king. There's nothing kingly about him. They say, okay, just bring him for protocol purposes. And when he appeared from the back of the desert, he said, that is the one. I came with an announcement for somebody tonight. Everyone may have ruled you out and they say you are not qualified. But I came announcing from God that God takes the foolish things and the undesirable things of this world and chooses to make them He makes my life so beautiful. Somebody's life is about to experience God's promotion, God's upliftment and God's establishment. I hear an announcement of promotion in this place. Hallelujah. The right hand of God will lift you beyond others who seem to be more qualified. It is also the hand of consecration. Number five, the hand of consecration in Leviticus 822 Bible says he brought Aaron and his sons and brought the second ram the ram of consecration then Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the ram and Moses killed it and also he took some of the blood and put it on the tip of Aaron's right ear on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot Aaron and his sons had their right ears, right hands, and right toes anointed with blood to set them apart as priests. God was saying, be careful what you hear. Be careful what you touch. And be careful where you go. It is so important to understand that if you live by what you hear, just the news alone will tell you that you are finished. You see, when Elisha said, tomorrow by this time, Bible said, the Lord who leaned on the king's arm, he had listened to CNN and BBC and Al Jazeera. He says, even if God opens the windows of heaven, this thing, it cannot happen. Sometimes logic and news and environmental issues will stand in the way of the prophetic word of God for your life. But come on, tonight I came to tell somebody what God has said concerning your life supersedes every other consideration. So separate yourself. Don't hear some things. Don't see some things. Everyone is seeing trouble, their fears, their doubts, their anxiety. You say me, I don't see. What do you see? I see the beauty and the glory of God at work in my life. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, I see glory all around me. I see beauty all around me. I see my business flourishing. I see my life flourishing because he made my life so beautiful. Hallelujah. The right hand stands for divine approval. Bible says he will put the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. Matthew, the chapter number 25, verse 33. And finally, the right hand stands for finality. This anointing is final. It is irreversible. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 17, Bible says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Be not afraid. I am the first and the last. The right hand is an assurance from God that he is sovereign and he has the final say. When we sing, we say, who has the final say? And we remind ourselves that Jehovah Jehovah has the final say. Church, he who has begun a good work in you will accomplish it. The one who lifted you from your mother's womb and began this journey with you will not abandon you in midstream. He will finish what he has begun. Your life is work in progress and like a convoluted picture sometimes it's like a it's like a a puzzle or like those things that you arrange you see you take the thing and when you start arranging it you can't even see any sense or meaning like a jigsaw puzzle you find one and then you piece it somewhere you say is that all then you look and look and look and find another one and you say when shall i get there when will i arrive then along the line you see a leg you say okay there is hope then you see the midsection. You say, oh, that thing is beginning to emerge. And then piece by piece. And then it gets to a certain point and suddenly there is acceleration because the pieces are fitting together one after another. Then you realize that, oh, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and to them that are called according call to his purpose. God has the final the final, the final say concerning your life. What he has begun, he will finish. Hallelujah. So the right hand represents seven things. Number one divine help. Number two divine warfare. Number three divine authority. Number four divine promotion. Number five consecration. Number six divine approval number seven finality God has the final say no matter what anyone says you see somebody can say listen let me tell you something I have power either you bow down to me or I will show you where power lies tell them God has the final say the final say the final say no one no one can determine your future hallelujah is the right hand anointing enough is the right hand anointing enough? If the right hand stands for divine help, divine warfare, blessing and promotion, authority, consecration, approval, and finality, what more do you need? Is it not enough to know your covenant rights in Christ? After praying and claiming what belongs to you, What next? Church, I came to announce that the right hand is a critical foundation, but you need a second anointing. And that is where the left hand comes in. Hallelujah. What is the left hand anointing? It is the part we play in discovering our assignment in life, developing ourselves, working, and fighting to possess our possessions. That is what I call the left-hand anointing. God can empower you, but without the requisite preparation from you, your potential will not be realized. Naturally, having a strong right hand And a non-functional left hand will limit your ability to fully excel in life because you need both. (laughs) Hallelujah. So let's talk about the left hand. How many naturally left-handed people are here? 10% of people are naturally left-handed. And I can see immediately. I can count. There you are. It is one out of 10 it is statistical, and any time I do this, the result is the same. 90% right-handed, 10% left-handed, or 85 right, 10, 12, left. Left-handed people are right brained. Left hand, right brain. That means they are generally more creative, they have better language skills analytical and they tend to do better in careers that relate to creativity horticulture design architecture art poetry A- am i talking are there left-handed people who will would, who would testify are you left-handed oh is it, is it true all right In, in, in football, left-footed players are very dangerous. And they are very expensive. In boxing, left-handed players are called southpaws. They are very unconventional, unpredictable, and dangerous. Because when you are coming, thinking that the blow is coming from here, the blow comes from here, and you are down. <laughs> The scriptures mention left-handed people only a few times. In fact, the three times that people are described as left-handed, pastor, they all came from the tribe of Benjamin. Why is that significant? I took note of that for only one reason. The name Benjamin means the son of my right hand. In Genesis 35 verse 18 Bible says that when Rachel gave birth to Benjamin at first, she called him Benoni meaning son of my sorrow. And that was because she died during childbirth. But Jacob changed the name to Benjamin which means the son of my right hand. How come all left referenced people in the bible came from the tribe called the son of my right hand the reason is simple you need the right hand and you need the left hand (laughs) hallelujah (laughs) how does the left-handed anointing operate let's go to judges chapter 20 we will see some very extremely skilled warriors. Judges 20 and verse 16. Talks of the men of Benjamin and describes some extremely skilled soldiers. It says, among all these people were 700 select men who were left-handed. And everyone could sling a stone at a hair's breadth. And not miss. Hmm. Let me explain this. You see, Bible says that there were 700 left-handed Benjaminites. They were naturally left-handed. But they had developed themselves in their left-handedness. And they had developed their skill to the point where they could sling a stone and hit a human head. Bible researchers suggest that it was not just slinging a stone, but the distance from which they could hit was 200 meters. Now, just let me give you perspective if you don't know meters. (laughs) When they say 100 meters, very often it's from the one goalpost to the other, 100 meters. So just multiply that one by two and go and stand two goalposts away and hold a human hair. And these guys were so good that they will swing and swing and swing. And when they release the stone, it comes straight and will hit the human hair. How good are you at the skill that God put in your hands when you lie down and sleep and eat and sleep and eat and you wake up and say, I claim prosperity. What are you claiming? What are you claiming? How good are you at what you do? My friends, my beloved friends, the Rose of Sharon, if you believe in the music ministry and you want to take it to the highest level and you say, I am called by God to sing, do you believe it? How often have you taken a video of your role model in music and stood by the video for two hours Three hours, I was watching Michael Jackson, may God forgive him for all his sins, but I learned excellence from that man. In his last rehearsal before he died, he was rehearsing for that show called This Is It. And he just wanted to rehearse one movement and he was walking on some elevator and he would walk on something that he would descend. Nineteen times, Jackson said, do it again, do it again do it again do it. he wanted the thing to be perfect second by second rehearsed and yet we sit down and say we are the anointed of the lord we don't even need rehearsal when we stand there as the spirit leads the song will come may the lord forgive us all of us may the lord forgive us if you want to be operating the left hand anointing you need to apply yourself listen The reason I'm preaching this message tonight is very simple. We want to use Christianity to cover every requirement for excellence. It doesn't work that way. Our faith deals with the right hand. God's blessing, God's promotion, God's divine help, divine warfare. God is fighting for us, but we too must help ourselves small. He has given you the natural talent. You to work at it. You see, I was watching, um, but I was watching a young man monitoring elections in two thousand and eight, and he was so passionate about monitoring the election that, in the middle of the night around two a.m., he was afraid that if he sleeps at the collating center, the opponents would cheat. So he was tired, but he held his eye like this. <laughs> Seventy-nine. 80, 81. If a man can be so committed to election results, then the gift God has given you, listen, if you decide you'll read one chapter and you are asleep in the night and sleep is trying to overtake you, please hold your eye. You say one more chapter, just one more chapter before I sleep. In the past six weeks, my alarm is set for midnight. So you sleep at 11, you wake up at 12. How passionate are you about the thing God has given you? How determined are you to make an impact on the global stage? If somebody leaves this conference tonight angry and determined that you will do something, my coming would have been worth it. I want some righteous anger tonight. With the left hand anointing, take some kingdoms, shake some things, move some things, push some things. It's about time. Hallelujah. 200 meters the second example Judges chapter chapter 3 verse 15 16 20 and 21 Judges chapter 3 it says but when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord the Lord raised up a deliverer for them Ehud, the son of Gera, the Benjaminite, a left-handed man. By him, the children of Israel sent tribute to Eglon, king of Moab. Verse 16. Now Ehud made himself a dagger. It was a double-edged dagger. You see, the left and the right must both be functional. And a cubit in length. And he fastened it under his clothes. In his right thigh. You see the, 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 the right tie is here. The left hand is here. He's done all the calculations. Precision. And then Ehud is sitting in state. Verse 20. So Ehud came to him. And Eglon. Sorry. Eglon is still in state. So Ehud came to him. Now he was ten upstairs. In his cool private chamber, the king was sitting waiting for tribute in his cool private chamber, air-conditioned. And then Ehud arrived. Then Ehud said, I have a message from God for you. So he arose from his seat. And then as Ehud came near him with a message from God for him, Eglon had a very big stomach. So Ehud bowed down to give the tribute to him and then pulled the sword and then planted it in his stomach and his stomach covered it and off he went. He told the people at the gate that the offering he has brought the king, it is so huge that the king is just enjoying the offering. So they opened the gate and he walked out. Why do I bring you this story? This was a battle the whole nation must fight. One man says, oh, no, don't worry. Leave it to me. He alone has a certain level of understanding how to deal with those at the gate and then how to deal with the king. He didn't come with brute force. He came with a certain understanding, a certain calculation. So he's strategically able to enter the king's palace and one man, fight a battle a whole nation cannot fight, and turn around and walk through the gates with his hand in his pocket. Wow. There is something about the left hand anointing. It gives you deep strategic understanding. So, the whole world is talking about something. They say, it is a night season and you make a calculation and you see. The day is about to break, so you go and put something here, and you relax. And everybody says, "Ah, but nothing is happening." You say, "It's about to happen." Wow. Now, when the day breaks and everyone is struggling to find their feet, you are three steps ahead. Somebody starts learning a language, and you say, ah, "Why are you learning French?" You say, "Something is about to open on the west coast." God. Somebody doesn't understand you, but you are learning the French. You are learning it. There was something I began to research in six years ago. And I just put it down. I just put it down. I just put it down. No one had asked me to do it. You just kept putting it down, putting it down. You see, it's almost like a singer who says, they don't give me the solo. Every time they give it to Sister JD. (laughs) And you think you can sing. Don't fight. Don't argue. Don't insult. Hide at home. You are rehearsing you are rehearsing, you are rehearsing, you are rehearsing. One day, Sister J.D. has gone to Dubai. Yeah. On holiday. And they say, oh, in her absence, can anyone sing the solo? Don't say, oh, I have mastered it in private rehearsal. I say, can I try? Can I try? And they give you the mic, and when you sing the first note, they say, where have you always been? That is the left-hand the left hand anointing stands for number one skill, skill, skill you must be skillful at what you do, God will give you the talent but build it into a skill invest in the talent by day, invest in it by night experts say for every talent, for you to become a master in the talent, you need 10,000 hours What we like doing, Teodora as Christians, we say, I claim it. You look at somebody, you say, Charlie, I tap into it, shake my hand. I will shake your hand, but the shaking will not do anything. Anything. Believe me, if that is all it took, then I'll wake up in the morning, go and stand at the airport, and shake the hand of everyone who is traveling. I, I, I tap, I tap, and then I tap what are you tapping? (laughs) Tell somebody, it it goes beyond tapping. Skill means that you prepare your talent, you develop it, you invest in it. I told somebody, if you ever see me at the airport with excess baggage, believe me, open it is full of books, books, materials, DVDs. That is what I live on. If you have more shoes than books, you are a worker, not a thinker. Invest, invest, invest in knowledge. Develop yourself. And you must be so good at what you do that you can stand in any part of the world and you'll still be fine skill. Number two, wisdom and understanding. I've learned that t- some things are there, you can struggle with it. Ah, somebody comes and just comes to press one knob. One knob like this. And that's it. And it's so painful and so annoying that you're like, is that, is that all? Is, is, it, that's why sometimes when you call the technician and he comes. you don't want to pay him. All. Because when you call the technician and he comes, he knows that the thing is he should just press one knob and the thing will work, but you see, our nature is that we like complexity. So he will deliberately use twenty minutes to turn something, turn something that you think he's working very hard. And then when you are satisfied, he will just press the knob, ba, and the thing starts working. Say so, yeah, then you pay. If you will understand that you are buying his wisdom and his understanding, in two minutes he can press the same thing and you pay. What wisdom does is that you are able to read meaning into complex situations and bring clarity. So Joseph was in prison. The anointing that brought him out of prison was the right hand. It was a divine orchestration because the bachelor had forgotten him. And rightly so, hey, you have suffered, uh, you have been released from prison. When he gets out of prison, he's jubilating. He forgot that somebody helped him understand the dream. He forgot. And after two years, that is not the time to remember. Oh. He has forgotten him. One day, Pharaoh has a dream. And the, the Pharaoh says, if you don't tell me the meaning of this dream, you know me already. <laughs> and the people say, eh. This is the pharaoh who cuts the baker's head. If nobody performs, heads will roll. At that point, God touches the battle and says, remember, remember, remember. Amen. He says, yes, yes, yes. I met this guy in prison. That one, it is divine favor, divine orchestration. So Joseph is called from prison that pharaoh wants you. That is the divine part. The right-hand anointing. But Joseph demonstrates a series of things that shows that this man, he has understanding. The first thing. Charlie, if Pharaoh sends for you, the just don't come and say, you know what? Pharaoh would like to see you if you are available. No. Hey, come, come, come. Pharaoh wants you. The Bible says the first thing. He took his bath. He knew that the body odor that was on him he can't bring it near Pharaoh. So even though you have urgency, pause. Let me bat first. Look, there is no reason why I'm sitting on the panel interviewing a chief accountant and somebody who had passed all the levels missed the job for only one reason. Buddy Odo. How can you have first class chartered accountant And then you are disqualified because of body odor. The left hand anointing will teach you that you need to keep your body well. Oh, Joseph bathed and number two, he changed his clothing and shaved his beard. It's not about physical beard like we think about today. In Egyptian culture, it was an abomination to appear before Pharaoh with a beard. How did he know he had read the culture of Egypt? The place where you want to go in life, you want to become CEO, how many books about the protocol of CEOs have you read? You don't even know how to behave around CEOs. Somebody whispered to me, don't bring him again. Because CEOs have got that. You accompany the CEO to that place. When they are talking, don't talk. Just stand around and smile. Sometimes when they are talking confidential issues, step back two steps. Give them space. These are all protocols. <laughs> Somebody said, mm. Joseph bathed, changed his clothes, and shaved his beard. And then when he got to Pharaoh, Pharaoh was frantic. Listen, I had a dream. And the, and the cow and the cow and the stocks. And the first thing he said to Pharaoh is, Pharaoh, relax. You are talking to King Pharaoh. He says, relax, I have a track record. I have done this. I have sunk at this place. I have killed the lion. I have killed the bear. This Goliath, he will fall. Uh, A track record. uh, Then he said, Pharaoh, relax. Then he did something absolutely amazing. He says, oh, as for the dream, I have the meaning. Number one, there will be seven years of abundance followed by seven years of scarcity, what the pharaoh asked for, the meaning of the dream, he has finished assignment too, but did he stop? No. Charlie, he was told when he was seventeen that he would be great he has suffered for 13 years. The greatness has not come. Now you are standing before Pharaoh. He says, tell me the meaning of the dream. He finished the meaning of the dream in two minutes. He said, but Pharaoh, let me add a little more. Don't just know that there will be seven years of abundance and seven years of famine. Create an agricultural storage place, a commodity exchange, and 20% of the produce put it in that place and get a smart guy to oversee it and put interest on it and store it. He gave him an agricultural solution, economic solution, political solution, (laughs) geographical solution, investment solution, actuarial analysis. And he gave me a 14-year development plan for Egypt. Standing, no document, no phone, no iPad. 14-year plan. How ready are you for the next level of your life? How ready are you for the next level? This guy has been in prison for a long time. How did he know? In the dark moments of his life, instead of complaining, he was learning, preparing, learning, preparing. One day, one day, one day, the door will open. And when it opens, don't miss it. Pastor, it's so crucial. You can wait 15 years for a breakthrough and one mistake can cut it short because you lack the wisdom. Let me tell you the story that, of my greatest pain one day, I was sitting on, as chairperson of an interview panel. I was on the board of a multinational company and we were interviewing for HR director. Senior, the the, the salary was so nice that even me, the chairperson of the panel, I was looking at the benefits and saying, it looks really good. Thousands of dollars. A green Nizam patrol, fresh tear rubber on the compound for the person to drive away. All the benefits, travel, everything secured, healthcare covered, thousands of dollars. And there were three candidates. And this lady was in cruise control. Said she had opened a gap on all the rest. Then I took a paper and wrote on it, give it to her. Then wrote on the second one, give it to her, and I passed it on to the panelists. Then, just before I concluded, I asked the one last question. By the way, that's your last job. Why did you leave? The Bible says knowledge and wisdom will be the stability of your times. That question. Has only one answer one answer number one I had a great time in the place number two I forged a lot of wonderful relationships number three I learned a lot from that place number four I wanted a new challenge and therefore I moved on but even now I am in touch with them and I have fond memories of my stay in that place. Finished, four wheel drive, thousands of dollars, nice job. <laughs> Simple question. She said, Oh, that place. <laughs> they were not doing anything, no. I was doing all the work. Oh, they were lazy. I, I didn't even understand. That. In fact, I just felt there was no future in the place. Wow. Oh, even the CEO, she would never be on time. Then I said, Oh, When I said, really, it was almost like saying, you know what, I want to help you, so please, I beg. I I, I beg. Change the meter band. Rather, it put more fuel in the fire. She destroyed the place. Then something happened. I turned around and then I remembered that the CEO she was insulting, her cousin was the guy on my left. And I turned to the right, and the right was the CEO of the company she's now coming into, saying, eh. (laughs) I looked at the face on the left and looked at the face on the right and pulled two more papers. And I just wrote, no. And after I passed those papers away to the left and to the right, it broke my heart. Because looking at that woman CV, I suspect that 15 years, she has prepared for this dream job. Maybe if she came for the Mighty Men of Valor Conference, and she had heard about building with wisdom, simple question, simple I had a great time at the place, I formed some great relationships, I learned so much from the people, I just wanted a new challenge, and so I moved on, but even now, I'm still in touch with them, and I have fond memories, I have chewed chewed this answer, but you can call me in the night, and I'll give you the same answer. Chew it, chew it, chew it. That was the small difference. The man by the pool says, 38 years. Anytime I try, just before I get there, somebody crosses me. Sometimes the left hand anointing that you lack, you will get to the edge of the water. And somebody gets in. But tonight, 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 somebody is turning things around. The third and final thing about the left hand is hard work. Hard work. Guys, hard work. Hard work. Diligence. You say, this thing that has been given to me, I will excel in it. This thing that has been given to me, I've taken it personal. See, you don't need anyone to supervise you. You don't need anyone to chase you. You don't need anyone to motivate you motivation if you get some fine if you don't get some don't you don't even need it something must be driving you when you wake up you must wake up but the engine is already on when you wake up how can you sleep the whole night and even in the morning you can't wake up how 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 can you be there a whole year and you have not added any value to yourself? How? How? Tell somebody how. How? Push the person on the shoulder say how. how. Listen, I don't know about you. I don't know where you are coming from. I don't know how many problems you have faced in your past, but if you are like me and where you came from is far. When you get a chance, you are chasing it with your head, your leg, your everything. Listen, we are not hungry. We are not hungry enough. Tonight, I want to tear a spirit of hunger, desire, fierce hunger, a hunger to do something with your life. Let me wrap this up. So what does the right hand stand for? Divine help, number two. Divine Divine warfare, number three. Divine authority, number four divine promotion. Number five, consecration. Number six, approval. And number seven, finality. The left hand stands for what? Skill, wisdom, and hard work. Hard work. Hard work. You know you are working. You need both the right hand and the left. You need both the right hand and the left. You need God's approval, but you also need hard work. Listen, any kind of imbalance will not work. There are some people, they have a lot of divine approval, but they are lazy. That one too will not work. But the flip side is the rich fool, very hard working, but he prospers and says, my soul. Where are you? And God says, thou fool. Anyone who prospers but is not rich towards God, thou fool. The balance is the right hand and the left. Now let's go for the 1%. 1%. How many are naturally both left and right? Let me see. 1%. It's it's normally 1%. You play both left and right. One, two, okay. And that's it. It's 1%. It's always one percent. <laughs> Those who are ambidextrous is often one percent, one out of hundred. They play both left and right. But the good news is that the ancient Greeks came up with a philosophy. You don't have to be born ambidextrous. They say you learn it because of war. That's what Ehud did to Eglon. Eglon did not know that the guy is left-handed, so the sword is hiding the right and he just moved and then he killed him. The Greeks taught people who were born left-handed to fight right-handed so they can have both. Those who know tennis, you know that Rafael Nadal is left-handed. He's actually naturally right-handed. So he was born right-handed and his uncle Tony made him learn how to play with the left. So now he's ambidextrous. You play the ball to the right, you hit to the right with the same power. You play to the left too, you hit from the left with the same power. And yesterday he scored the world number one. And he will end the year as world number one. That is the power of the ambidextrous anointing. Ronaldo is ambidextrous. Hazard is ambidextrous. Tony Cruz is ambidextrous. People who play both left and right, their value is high. Let me conclude. Abraham was ambidextrous. Esther was ambidextrous. Nehemiah was ambidextrous. The heroes of our faith learned that the favor of God is on one side but there is something you have to do. Isaac was ambidextrous. Listen, the favor was there, but he built, he dug a well and dug a well again. Ruth was ambidextrous. She went to the farm to work hard work. Joseph was ambidextrous. He knew favor, but he also knew hard work. Jesus was ambidextrous. He says, my father works, so I work. David was ambidextrous. Daniel was ambidextrous. The Bible says he was 10 times smarter the competition he didn't claim it, he studied I pray for everyone here that the anointing of the right hand and the anointing of the left hand it shall be your portion I pray for everyone here that you will break through on the right hand and on the left and your seed will cause the desolate places to be inhabited I proclaim a double fisted anointing in this place. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to make a faith confession with me tonight. Say, Tonight, tonight, tonight. tonight. put it on the screen. Tonight, tonight. I declare tonight. that I am ambidextrous. Yeah. I carry two anointings. My right hand is anointed. Lift up your right hand. Say, My right hand is anointed. I have divine authority. I am approved of God. I am promoted above the competition. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am anointed in my right hand. Lift up your left hand. I declare, I declare that my left hand is also anointed. My left hand is also anointed. I will develop my skills and abilities. I will pursue wisdom and understanding I will distinguish myself, I will distinguish myself, I will distinguish myself in my work. Now lift up two hands, say I am ambidextrous, like Abraham, like Isaac, like Jacob, like Joseph, like Esther, like Nehemiah, like Daniel, like Ruth, like David, like Jesus. I will pray, but I will also work. I will fast, but I will excel in my business. I will declare my inheritance in Christ but I will also develop my God-given abilities with both hands still up I carry an ambidextrous anointing I carry an ambidextrous anointing I carry an ambidextrous anointing I'm winning the battle on both sides I am winning on the left and I am winning on the right I am fully equipped I'm ready for action. I will possess my inheritance. I will possess my inheritance. I will possess my inheritance in Jesus' name. Amen. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray tonight. If your right hand is weak and your left hand is strong, begin to declare the strength of your right hand. If your left hand is strong or your left hand is weak and your right hand is strong, begin to declare your left hand too, it will be strong in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ lift up your voice and pray lift up your voice